Hi, I'm Ryan Nock, lead writer on Zeitgeist and freelancer for hire, and you're listening to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week, Morris and Peter talk about the upcoming Dungeons & Dragons sourcebook, Monsters of the Multiverse. In the news, Legend of Vox Machina premiere details, Green Ronin announces Cthulhu Awakens, Level Up Advanced 5th Edition news, and more, plus a brand new sketch about being polite when asking favors. This week on Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I, Malik the Maleficent, have seen fit to sponsor this pitiful podcast myself. As you know, Malik the Maleficent, who is me, is the most powerful, excellent, and handsome wizard in all the land. He is guaranteed to be 100% better than that Victor von Wolfhausen smile and not at all genocidal. Malik the Maleficent, for a better tomorrow. Briefly. Tabletop role-playing news We aim to amuse We aim to enthuse And Morris is unofficial Tabletop RPG Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial Tabletop RPG Talk I am Russ, a.k.a. Morris Or Morris, a.k.a. Russ And with me this week is Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild of Role Players. Russ, that's a fantastic to be here. Did you spot what I did there? You adopted a full French accent, and <laughs> I mean, I, I was it English, was it French? I just could not tell. <laughs> it wasn't so much French. It was more just something from the TV sitcom, Hello, Hello. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm doing a thing we call humouring you, Russ. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough, but fair enough. I'd like to encourage you to try your best. Go on, you should do it. Right, do you want to... We've got quite a lot of Monsters of the Multiverse news. So, we can right. start with that or finish with that. What would you like to do? Mm, well, I think maybe finish with that. Okay. Uh, let, let, let's wake up with something a bit more exciting. Okay. Well, you'll be pleased to know there's no TSR news, so uh, you're safe from TSR news for a week. Uh, oh, oh, good, good, good. Because uh, I thought we we did decide to adopt a policy of only covering people who'd actually published games. I don't think we have got a policy of only covering people who've actually published games or who are going to publish a game really soon now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that kind of rules out a lot of the kickstarters we cover. I they're gonna publish, like probably. <laughs> well, TSR are apparently gonna publish. They say they are. They say they already have, in fact. <laughs> That's right. All right, all right. Let's start with Critical Role. We should start with Critical Role. Oh, yes. So, They've been uh, the, haven't they? Legend of Vox Machina, their Amazon TV show. Yes. It's launching very, very soon on January the 28th. When is that? Next week. Yes. Next Friday. Next Friday. Okay. Yes. And then, there, then there'll be episodes going out weekly. I think it's two episodes Ooh. a week. Nice. Until Friday, February the 18th. Yes. Which basically, I think that makes it like 10 episodes or eight episodes or something. Mm. I'm not sure what exactly. Some. Anyway. Yeah. So they have announced some rather exciting cast members. Oh, tell me more. It's, it is pretty good. So um, the list is pretty star-studded. Okay. So amongst others, we have David Tennant. Oh, okay. The Who I Doctor. know has Doctor Who. Mm. Uh, Gina Torres. Oh, uh, Firefly. Yes, and other things. Zoe. Yes, as yeah. I know her best. Yeah. Okay. Stephanie Beatriz. Oh, from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. 
Felicia Day. Oh, yes, from uh, The Guild and also many other uh, D&D-related yes. podcasts. Dominic Monaghan. Uh, comic, I think. Oh, and also A Hobbit. Um, <laughs> a Hobbit, yes. Yeah. He's, he's, been been Star Wars, Hobbit. He's, been in, he's been in Star Wars, he's been in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. He was one of the main characters in Lost. Oh, yes, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, so, oh, yeah. Oh. And also, he's related to me. <laughs> yes, yes, I By marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he knows this, because he's never met me before in his life. But my... Well, I mean, my, as he's a my, keen listener to the podcast, he is now ultimately aware of <laughs> yeah, it. Well, my, my brother's wife is Lucy Monaghan, and he is her cousin. And I have seen him yeah. once at my brother's wedding, but didn't speak to him. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> You could have got a Hobbit autograph. <laughs> I could have got a Hobbit autograph, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, this list, um, I don't know all of these people because a lot of them are video game people or voiceover artists, yes. so I don't necessarily know them all, but you might know them better than me because you're more video gamey than I do. Yeah, that would so, require me to remember names and voices. Or mm. anything, in fact. Yeah, that, that, that's where we're falling over on this yeah. problem. Yeah. Anyway, that's the list. So we okay. so we've got Stephanie Beatrice, Anjali yes. Bermani, okay. Eugene Bird. Okay. Esme Creed Miles. Okay, yeah. Felicia Day. Mm hmm. Darren DePaul. Okay. Gray Griffin. Nice, okay. Tony Hale. Uh huh. Bobby Hall, aka Logic. Mm hmm. Kelly Who. Okay. Sunil Malhotra. Okay. Maury. Maury? Rory <laughs> McCann. Uh, that sounds familiar, but I must be thinking of someone else, because Guy, I'm thinking of got the right one. Max Mittelman. Okay. Dominic Monaghan. Oh, Rory McCann is the chap who played Sansa the Hound Clegane on Game of Thrones. And, of course, oh, Michael yeah. Lurch Armstrong in Hot Fuzz. Well, there you go. Yeah. Kerry uh, or Kari Payton. Mason uh-huh. Alexander Park. Stacey Raymond. Stephen Root. Oh, I like Stephen Root. I know who he is. Okay. Um, David Tennant. Tracy Toms. Gina Torres. And Indira Varma. Oh, that's Stephen Root. He does a really good line in looking confused about stuff. <laughs> oh, come on. You know what I mean, though? It's like, he, he, he's just like bewildered sort of... Yeah. Most why? recently seen in the uh, Book of Boba Fett last week. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, I, oh, of course, he was in Office Space as well. Goodness. Mm. Oh, yeah. He's, he's one of those actors that when you see him, you're like, I know him. He's been in loads of stuff. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. Wow, he has been in loads. Oh, he was in Oprah for Where Art Thou as well. Goodness. Oh. Oh, so, yeah. wait. And wait. Also, I am I think waiting. Justified okay. as well. Yes. Pretty sure. Anyway, sorry. Yes. I got distracted. <laughs> so, clearly, yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, starting next week, Legend of um, Vox Machina. It's quite it, exciting. I'm sure there are lots of people screaming at me for not knowing who all of these people are. And that's fair. I, I mean, I barely know who I am. Well, I reckon that if you looked up all of them, you'd probably know who half of them are. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, it's that person. I've seen I've seen that person in this thing or whatever. Yeah. Or at least be aware of the work that they have done. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. I'm not really one for much of celebrities. Yeah. So um, Critical Role is getting a little bit of pushback online. Because, yes. Yes. Because they did a Kickstarter for this show. Mm-hmm. Was it a year ago or two years ago or something? Raised $10 mm. million. Yes. And the Kickstarter was for uh, oh. an animated special. Yes. So it wasn't originally for an entire season. 
Mm-hmm. And the rewards for the Kickstarter were all very specifically, they were merchandise, there were plushies and bags and pins and stuff like that. So yeah, all, yeah. None, of, none of the rewards was actually a copy of the show. No, no. So, you know, you're, you're pleasure towards the making of the show, but at no point did they actually say that your reward is a copy of the show. No. So what, what's happened now is Amazon came in later and said, hey, that this thing that's just made $10 million on uh. Kickstarter, uh, we'd like to make a full two seasons of it, which uh. obviously we know has gone ahead and they've done that and it launches next week. Yes. Uh, and the pushback is generally that the only way that Kickstarter backers can see it, as uh. I understand it, yeah. is to get Amazon Prime. On a 30-day free trial. On a 30-day tr- free trial. Yeah. Or if you've already got it, yeah. yeah. So, um, and some people aren't too happy about this. No, no, right, so. Um, yeah. one, one, I mean, technically, technically, of course, Critical Well will have fulfilled all their promises. Yeah. There's yes. no, you know, um, but it seems that people do kind of feel like they should have gotten something kind of mm. in advance for themselves. I yeah, it, it's a tricky one because it's sort of like the sort of the letter of the contract versus the spirit of it and so forth. Yeah. So even though Critical Role have fulfilled all their contractual obligations, it sort of feels like maybe there's a maybe a moral one to like let backers have a look. But yeah. Mm. But then again, you know, that's a I, I hate using the term slippery slope because I think mm. it's a big fallacy and it usually ends up in nonsense. But yeah. it's kind of like if you start doing that and you start saying, "Oh, well, there was an implicit promise in your Kickstarter." Yeah. And, yeah. Then you start holding Kickstarter creators to promises that they never made. Well, indeed. That, that, you know, and I'm not saying that's the case here. I, no. I, kind, I kind of feel like you do that maybe they could have arranged something so the Kickstarter backers yeah. could have, and it would it, have been a good it, thing to do. It was for an animated special, letting them see some animation. Yeah. Seems pretty relevant, I gotta yeah. say. Yeah, it's um, a tricky yeah. one. But then yeah. again, when you start holding Kickstarter creators to things they haven't yeah. actually promised you, then. No, no, it's also not okay. No, absolutely. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's, that's Critical Role Show. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some news about Green Running who have launched, who are launching, who have not yet launched. They've announced that okay. they will launch a new Kickstarter for a standalone tabletop game called Cthulhu Awakens. Mm. So what this is, it's a cosmic horror yeah, Cosmic Horror stuff. Any point from the 1920s to the present day, so it's the whole... Okay, that's that's interesting, because doing present-day stuff with Cthulhu is going to be quite tricky. Well, lots of people have done it, haven't they? Delta mm. Green and stuff like that. That's yeah, yeah, laundry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But- yeah, there's quite a lot of it. <laughs> but the interesting thing is here, basically what they're doing is taking the Cthulhu mythos yes. and reworking it to be yes. inclusive. Good. Because, you know, well, obviously, you know, uh, Lovecraft is, you know, quite famous, was quite famously yes. a massive racist. E- even even for the standards of the 1920s, which yeah. had very low standards for being a massive racist. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. everyone could do it. They're like, wow, this dude is a massive racist. Yeah. Huh, how about it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not the first person. I mean, you know, Chris Spivey's doing amazing stuff in that arena, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's not, you're not the first people to do this, to take, no, no, no. to take the Cthulhu mythos and you like adapt it for something else. But they're a fairly it. serious publishing house. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's pretty good. Not to say that Chris isn't serious, but he is more of a lone creator sort of thing with Dark Hugh Studios. Yeah. Didn't he work with Chaosium for something though? Yeah. Yeah. He was working with Chaosium for a while and then they decided to take it in a different direction. Right. Right. Yeah. As I recall. But, um, okay. yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely interesting. 
and we should get him back. I mean, we've only had him on four times. Fifth time lucky rest. Fifth time. That'd be, that'd be more times than you've been on, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> At that I think so. Yeah. 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 That's, how, that's how maths works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we've been doing the guess the Kickstarter game for some time, Russ. We know how you think maths works. <laughs> no, are you I'm joking? Are you dissing the spreadsheet? Would I do such? It's <laughs> a brave, brave thing to do. You're going to make the spreadsheet angry. Yes, yes, that's something spreadsheets are famous for, getting angry. And you would not like the spreadsheet when it gets angry. I hear it goes all green and not <laughs> honestly. Anyway, this Kickstarter. Yes. From Green Run, it launches on February the 15th. Uh, what's it called again? Uh, Cthulhu Awakens. Cthulhu Awakens. That is a good name. I do like a bit of squid-faced cosmic horror. Hmm. It is true. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So Gencon has announced that their Ooh. guest badges yes. will yes. have options for displaying pronouns on them. Good. So you log into your Gencon account once you've got your badge. Yes. And you, you can only do this up until June the 11th or something, because after that... They need to print. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then your choices are he, him, yes. Yes. she, her, they, yes. them, he, she, they, ask me my pronouns, hmm. or the option to leave the section blank. Okay, sounds Which good. Is reasonable. Keep, keeps everyone happy. Yeah, well, of course it doesn't keep everyone happy. There's a certain segment of people who'd be very unhappy about this. If you don't want to show your pronouns to me, we don't have to. It's like yeah. you your gun to your head. Put it this way: I posted this as a news article on my site, and yeah. I closed it for comments because because oh, <laughs> oh because well, oh. you know why? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh dear me, not something yeah. I'm. Interested in dealing with. Um, uh, so, yeah. yeah. Um, if you want... If you, don't, they, if you don't want to tell people your pronouns, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. It's optional. God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, they had pronoun ribbons that you could have before. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. still going to be available, which you can attach to your badge. Oh. So, they're still going to be available as before. Um, what they are saying is, if you if you miss it on the June 11th, um, the people on site won't be able to do anything about it no, no. when you're actually there. Well, no, no, so, it wouldn't be really be feasible. I mean, just the amount of printing that you got to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they won't yeah. be able to do anything there and then. But I, I assume they'll have the ribbons available. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. that's something. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So that's the thing that's happening. Mm. There's a, a couple of new Dune RPG dice sets coming from Modifius. Oh, more dice for us is producing more dice for more us. More dice for oh. us. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. And a Fallout RPG GM's Toolkit. Oh, very uh, nice. Yeah. So the dice sets come with five D20s, nineteen ninety nine each. I think that means ninety nine each per set of five, not per D20. <laughs> <laughs> One dollar per side. And the uh, GM's Toolkit for the Fallout RPG has a GM booklet with tips and tables, maps for the Commonwealth, Wasteland, and downtown post-nuclear Boston, character sheet pads, and die-cut Nuka-Cola tokens for $30. Hmm. Jolly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I read the other day that Modifius has now opened a US store. Oh, like an actual bricks and mortar sort of place. No, I mean like online store. But instead of oh, having okay. to people US people having to order stuff because they've got a warehouse in the US. Yeah. Um. So basically, if you're in the US, you can now order stuff from a US store and get it shipped from the US. Yeah. Which basically makes shipping and the whole currency thing so much easier. Yeah. Two separate stores. Yeah. 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 
Because mm. the way we do it at EM Publishing, we've got the one store. Yes. We've got a warehouse in the US, but you still have to order it from oh. one store or yeah. from the one store. So that presumably makes it a little bit easier. Because like, and also that one mm. store then has to work out where you are and work out shipping costs and stuff like that. And it's a lot easier mm. if you've got a separate. Separate yeah, yeah. Okay. It lets you take advantage of maybe local sales or something? I don't know. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Wonder Home Studio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, they have used Kickstarter before. Mm-hmm. So, they made uh, Wonder Home, Sleepaway, and Wickedness. Ooh. And they did, like, uh, Wonder Home did, like, $300,000 or something, I think. It was a lot, wow. anyway. It was, uh, is, it was a big yeah. Kickstarter, yeah. They I, I, mean, it, I, I know we talk about it, but it's still just blowing my mind on a frequent basis. We've got 10 millions here, million and a half, 2 million here, like mm. 300,000. 300,000, right? It's like, doesn't feel like it's news. That's $300,000. Yeah. Good yeah. Lord. But then again, you've got to bear yeah. in mind that a lot of that goes in production. Because just, just like I paid a 100 grand printing bill the other day. Literally, like, you know, it came time to, you know, pay the paper, as it were. I, yeah. it's, it's a big enough thing that I can't do it online or anything. I have to go into the bank to do it. It <laughs> yeah, took yeah, like 45 yeah. minutes. Oof. Yeah. So much security. And they kept on asking yeah. me, and you do know who this is? Are you sure you're not being scammed? And, and I appreciate that they have to do all this, but I'm like, yes, I do. I, honestly, <laughs> yeah. I know who this is. But, yeah, you yeah. know, you have to go through all the security stuff and they have yeah. to, yeah. And then the next day, yeah. Yeah. Eight o'clock in the morning, I get this call from an unknown number. Uh-huh. So it's A, eight o'clock in the morning, and B, I don't answer numbers I don't recognise anyway. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's it's, a, it's not even an unknown number. It's a... It's number of held. No, no caller ID. So I ignore All it. Right. Yeah. So, and then there's this message. Yes. From my bank um, yeah. saying... Um, or from people claiming that you're bank. Well, yeah, saying it's the fraud department and my bank, and mm. could I call them and stuff. Yeah. So um, I did the sensible thing, you know, go to the actual, go to buy the yeah, actual yeah. main, and get transferred to the Ford department. And of course, they'd flagged up this hundred grand as a unusual transaction. You're saying you don't spend like a hundred grand like every day? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I had to go through all the security again. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. Annoying, but at least you can be sure that your bank's trying to look after you. Oh, well, like, yeah, there is that. Really sure? yeah. There is that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so there was that. Mm. So, you know, you can see how the money goes quickly because, you know, with yeah. level up, there's over 100 grand in development costs. Mm. There was, and then there was 100 grand in printing. Over 100 grand in printing. Well, in dollars, so it was about $140,000 in development costs, including yeah. the Kickstarter bonuses we did afterwards. Mm. Uh, there was 100, it's like $140,000 in printing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, um, there's going to be a massive, massive tax bill. Yes. Like, it's like, put a couple of hundred thousand aside just in case and, mm. <laughs> you know. To allow for a bit of... Yeah. yeah. You know, so, you know, it, it goes fast. It, yeah, sounds yeah, like, yeah. it sounds like a lot of money, but in a sense, it's not real money because it comes in and goes out. And you never yeah. really see it. It's just... No. It's just numbers on a spreadsheet. Yeah. So. Well, it's not like people turn up with like a <laughs> big, big pallet Yeah, exactly. With, with bills. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they do do that, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, pennies, but, uh, pennies. I insist on pennies. <laughs> Someone backs, backs up a HGV yeah. down your street. Or like a dump truck. 
What's up for tips? Pennies on your What would a million pounds in pennies be? Um, well, it'd be, be more than million a dump pennies. truck. Yeah, that'd be more than a dump truck. Do you want me to work it out? No, no, no uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, I wish. Okay. I, I regret asking now. You should. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so anyway, Wonder Home. So Possum Creek Games is the company behind them. Yes, yes. And they have announced that they will not be using Kickstarter anymore. They've got an upcoming oh. game called uh, Yazeba's Bed and Breakfast, which is right. actually in March, towards the end of March. Okay. And they have announced that it will not be on Kickstarter because Ooh. of Kickstarter's blockchain announcement. Uh-uh. And instead, they're going to go to Indiegogo. Uh, nice. Which is a risk because in thinking, I go, you know, it's not, hasn't got the footfall that true has. You, true. Yeah. In my, you know, in my experience, yeah. you do make less money on Indiegogo than you do on Kickstarter. And it's not, yeah. it's not even a small amount. It's like a fraction. Yeah. yeah. So it is a risk. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna, it's going to be interesting to see how they do. I think it's kind of like the sort of thing that if a lot of people did that, yeah, that would make a difference. But. Yeah. You know, that's asking a lot of people to take a risk and potentially lose yeah. a lot of money. So it's difficult. He posted a long Twitter thread all about it. Yes. So. Um, explaining their reasons. Yeah. Well, explaining their reasons. Have you seen hmm. it? I haven't actually. That's completely passed me by. Okay. So they start with, um, fuck Kickstarter or why we're making the scariest choice Possum Creek has ever had to make. Mm. Is how they've introduced it. So they talk Wrong. about how Kickstarter. Um, announced their blockchain integration and burned multiple decades of goodwill and fucked yes. over a lot of people. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know how it messed over people, but it's probably just me being ignorant. See, I still don't understand it fully. I, even yeah. though it's been explained to me like a dozen times now by different people, I still don't understand it. I know the blockchain is not useful for anything that it might do, but I don't make the connection between how... It is also being bad for other creators. Mm. I mean, like the policy of not allowing basically creators from the global south to do stuff on Kickstarter is a problem. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, they point out that when they told Kickstarter they were leaving, all they got was a canned message, mm-hmm. which yeah. I've, I've, I've never spoken to anybody properly at Kickstarter in my life. It's, oh. uh, and yeah, yeah, talk, talking to Kickstarter is basically talking to a system. I mean, no, no. a person will reply, but they'll just reply with a boilerplate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but when they spoke to Indiegogo, apparently they actually got personal responses and actual conversations. And okay, you know, so that so was it seems that like more was, of a personal touch. Yeah, that was something that they really appreciated, and they've, hmm. they've acknowledged that it's a very risky thing to do, and also hmm. kind of like the pay packets of a lot of marginalised creators on their Kickstarter. Hmm. Or, oh, now in, or now indie okay, is kind of riding yeah. on this, so it is a risky yeah. thing, not just for them, but for you know the people yeah. they the people they hire as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you know it's a brave and risky thing to do. I, you know, I don't know that I would be brave enough to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Tricky. Yeah, yeah, it is tricky. Yeah, but you know that is what they're doing. I'm going to watch carefully. I'm going to see how it goes, and I hope they do really well. <laughs> Because it's this kind of thing that also, it just takes one or two people to do really well. And people go, yes. ooh. Now, Indiegogo really is a properly viable alternative. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, although it's quite a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy because obviously 
um, even we ourselves are very Kickstarter focused. Mm. We have never really covered well, the, the column, the latest column, and greatest. Well, that's the point because the column is that we use for the mm. Kickstarter game. It's yeah. a crowdfunding column, not a Kickstarter column. Oh, okay. But the problem is they're all on Kickstarter. Not they, they just, that's just where yeah. they all are. Right. You know, like occasionally there'll be one somewhere else. But generally yes. speaking, 99% of tabletop role-playing game projects are on Kickstarter. Yeah. Mm. And, and there's just no escaping that fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a thing. I need to yeah. uh, do, do more research into matter. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it's, it's, a difficult, it's a difficult decision to make. And I, I, know, I know some companies use both because obviously with Kickstarter, mm. you can only have one Kickstarter going at a time. And I know yeah. some companies will use Kickstarter for their bigger ones and okay. have a bunch of smaller ones running at the same time on Indiegogo. Ah, so they've basically sense. got two sort of streams. Um, yeah, as parallel well, streams yeah. as well, yeah. So that, that might be a way to explore it. I might, I might, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. On it, other news. Jumping back to Critical Role. Yes. The Tau Dore campaign setting yes. is out. You know, the reborn okay. one. Yes, because I'm pretty sure like Two years ago, they released one? Or no, yeah. Green Ronin released one, I Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure when. Yeah, two, three. Maybe it's more than two yeah. years, I think. But um, mm. yeah, so this is twice the size of that one. Yeah. Actually, it's probably more like three, four years ago, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. it was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so it's um, revamped, bigger. Uh, revamped, twice the size. Woo. Um, and it's getting good. It's getting great feedback so far from what I've seen online. Oh, like, nice. I haven't seen it myself. I haven't seen the original either, so yeah, I can't yeah. really compare them. But um, yeah, it's out. You can get it. Um, you can get it in Ooh. hardcover. Yeah, and you get a free PDF with it if you do that. Oh, and you can and you order it from one of Critical Role's stores. They've got a store, okay. they've got like five different stores in different countries. Ooh. If you get the hardcover, as I said, you get the PDF. You can't get yeah. the PDF on its own. Oh, and I don't know okay. what the reasons are behind that. It's unusual. Yeah, but you, if well, you want the PDF, you have to get the hardcover. I mean, it's pretty unusual for companies that associate with Wizards of the Coast to provide. I mean, because I thought Wizards of the Coast had sort of no, they've got their own publishing label. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, this is damning to impress. Yeah. This has nothing to do with Wizards no. of the Coast at all. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. nothing at all. So this is completely right. in-house. Okay, so they've got their reasons where they don't want to distribute a PDF. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, interesting. Well, to... but, but they are distributing it, just not separately. That's the thing. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just seems like leaving money on the table to me. Yeah, well, you know, and I guess, yeah, like you say, they've got their reasons. We don't know what they are, but, uh, mm. but anyway, some of the stuff in it. So we've got um, we've got a bunch of subclasses. Yeah, um, we've got the Barbarian Path of the Juggernaut. Nice. The Bard College of Tragedy. Oh. Blood Domain Cleric and Moon Domain Cleric. Mm-hmm. Druid Circle of the Belighted, Monk Way of the Cobalt Soul, okay, Paladin Oath of the Open Sea, Ooh, Pirate Paladins, lovely, uh, the Rune Child, and the mm-hmm. Wizard School of Blood Magic, okay. So that's uh, that's that. Um, I think they've got a bunch of um, new races as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure exactly what they are, but I think there are some in there. Let's have a look. Yeah, we've got magic items, feats, backgrounds. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Mm. A nice, big, gorgeous map of Taldore. It looks really nice. It does look really yeah. nice. If you have for a new campaign setting, I mean, Could if you're a worse. Critical Role fan, I think it's... If you're a Critical Role fan, it's probably a must-buy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're doing a lot right now. So they've got that coming yeah. out. They've got the TV show coming out next week. Yeah, that's a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Critical Role's everywhere. 
Mm. Just looking at this article here, and I have not actually read it, but the title is Paranoia RPG Stays Hilarious by Changing Satirical Targets. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to... I I haven't read this, so I've now got to skim it as we... Can I have a copy I don't, think, well? is, I don't think this is going to work as a news item. I can't read fast enough in order to... Uh, 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 I don't know. Uh, the satire remains sharp as ever. The original pulped fun at the Cold War fears of secret communists everywhere. The new edition adjusted to the satire of the surveillance state coming out of 9-11. The most recent uh. edition turns the Alpha Complex into a post-capitalist hellscape with treason star ratings. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's what Paranoia is doing. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Brand, new, break it, brand new breaking news. Okay. And so... So they're just going to move away from the Reds and the Beds theme of commie mutant scum and focus instead on the surveillance state. Ah, yeah. which, which is quite good. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Right. Oh, a post-capitalism hellscape with treason star ratings and opportunities to extra clothes that are thinly disguised pyramid schemes. Mm. Marvellous. Marvellous. Oh. <laughs> R and D is more like Craigslist or eBay. eBay. <laughs> We've slightly used dangerous prototype <laughs> equipment. Oh, oh dear me! Yeah. Oh, how to keep the horror fresh? Yeah, yeah. So you asked earlier about level up, and I did mention I had a little bit of news about that. A little bit of news. Oh yeah, tiny little bit of news. Tell me more. So, Gate Pass Gazette issue number one is definitely yes. coming in March. Oh. Right. The theme is the Fate Holder Spider. Oh. Not every okay. issue will have a theme. Like no. Halloween one might, and a Christmas one might, and a summer fay one or something. But this particular issue, and others yeah. others will just be sort of general collections, collections of articles. Yeah. So, right. but this one is. So the, the Fate Holder Spider is um, the Fate Holder. The Fate Holder. It's not that we're trying to replace anything with our Fate Holder. Um, is there's nothing with multiple eyes? It's a spider with multiple eyes (laughs) (laughs) that like looks at things and holds and and has like gaze attacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so some sort of gazing spider. Yeah. So this has, but it has. I I, I get. Is it is it quite a spherical looking? Well, no, it's a spider looking spider. But it's got. Yeah, but it can be spherical. (laughs) Um, I suppose if it rolls up in a ball, I don't know. But anyway, so it has this ability to, because it's intrinsically linked to fate and destiny, has yes. the ability to, like, see your past, present, and future and yes. alter it. It can oh. alter your past. Right. It can force you to change your destiny. All good. I know. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Rude. Mm. Um, then along with that, we've got subclasses that go along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got um, a new Wait, heritage. So is this a, a class? Oh, sorry. The Fate Holder Spider doesn't have classes no. or subclasses. No. Though there are subclasses related to also it. being released. Yes. Yes. Related sorry, to the, the Fate Holder Spider. Sorry. Yes, I'm, I'm on board there. Yeah. What, what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> and there's also um, a sort of arachnid-themed heritage, a humanoid arachnid-themed oh. heritage. Kind of linked to mm, it. Yeah. And um, I believe there's a culture and a destiny as well. So oh, it's yes. basically four or five articles, all with that sort of fate holder spider theme kind of delving into it. Oh, that's a sound. Quite good. exciting. Quite looking forward to it. Yeah. 
Sounds good. Much. But to get that, you have to go to Patreon. Yeah. You have to go to patreon.com slash patreon.com slash gatepass. One word, gatepass. Yeah. Uh, and sign up to the Patreon if you want to get hold of Gatepass Gazette issue number one. And gate, and issue zero is on there for free. If you want to go along and have a look and see what sort of thing is, what, what an issue will look like. Issue zero is on mm. there for free, but you have to pay yes. for issue one. You have to become a subscriber to get issue one. Yeah, and that yes. comes out in March. Ah, very nice. Okay, so we're still short a couple of patrons. It looks like, or is it definitely coming? Yeah, it's definitely because it coming. says we've got to get a fantastic, yeah. excellent news. I mean, that is that is wild. Yeah, this is this is. Did I show good. you the print copy of issue zero? Um, I think I've seen pictures of it, but yeah, not okay. actually seen it there. Oh, lovely, lovely book there. Oh, wow. That's actually quite thick. I was expecting something a bit more zine-like. This one is... Well, it's 37 pages. Okay. So, yeah, it's kind yeah. of zine-ish. But, yeah. Yeah. It's but, uh, good, nice-looking nice nice print. Nice soft cover book there. Mm. Yeah, right. And this is on a monthly basis. Mm. Huh. Can you think of any other news? Is there any more news in the entire world? Doesn't seem likely. Yeah, no, um, oh yes, well, I suppose I do have some news coming on 1st of February, because that seems like a great time to start stuff, the Year of the Tiger and all that. Uh, under the label Homebrew and Hacking, I will be bringing out my own exciting version of how to create heritages and cultures for Advanced 5th Edition. Exciting! I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I, I really like the Advanced Fist Edition. I think there's a lot of very interesting things. And one of the things that appeals to me, because you were talking earlier about maybe this or that would make a good setting, but for myself, my personal vibe has always been to create create my own setting, mm. if that makes sense. So I am able to do this and write my own cultures and so forth for Advanced Fist Edition because I was sort of like, looking over people's shoulders while they were doing stuff and saying, oh, that's clever, um, and knowing how to do it. So the product that I will be kickstarting is mostly finished, as is the fine tradition of Advanced Fifth Edition. What we need, however, is to pay a layout artist who I sort of have lined up already, and that's to kickstart the $300 or so that we need to do this to let people have access to the toolset you need to create a heritage, the explanation of a base heritage, the heritage gift, and the paragon mm. gift that comes with it. Um, ideas, and, uh, and there's a whole list of tables which you can use to draw from to, and they have points values assigned. Yeah, it's so a point-based system. It's a point-based yeah, system. Yeah. You can use a point-based system to knock together, and I know that it's compatible with the Advanced Adventurer's Guide from Advanced Fifth yeah, Edition. Yeah, because you, know, so, you know what point system they used. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 and uh, and there's my own creation, so yeah. in there as well, which are based, I gotta say, on my experience and also the places that I've done with my own groups, which include things like large heritages. Mm -hmm. If you want to be a large character, because that is something that is not supported under Dungeons and Dragons, mm -hmm. and certainly isn't in any of the 33 races, or tiny. Mm -hmm. If you wish to be tiny, we can sort you out with that. If you want to have flying from level one, the way to implement that mm -hmm. successfully. And if you want to have shape changes in, again, 
that's supported. And also things like if you want to be some sort of person that is like snaky or a mermaid. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, if you want to play a snake person in advanced fifth edition, or you want to play a mermaid or something else. You know, I'm not that first. Oh, and also, like, obviously, quad- quadrupedal forms as well. Mm. So, like, to cover things like centaurs and manticores. Um, I'm releasing things on Drive Through RPG, which will hopefully be sorted out because it's my first time releasing stuff on Drive Through RPG and it's a bit fiddly getting the first things going. But once that's been passed by Drive Through RPG, you will be able to see examples uh, which are not nicely laid out they're like as best i can do in google maps but you 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 get the rules and you get a nice little picture of what it could be for uh a tree person heritage not a dryad we think bigger think something that's entirely legally distinct but looks very much like an end Mm. i've got mermaids uh which come in like quite nice and more aerial and also in quite murderous and uh tinkerbells are on my list Sorry, they're not Tinkerbells because that's obviously Peter Pan and so forth, and I have no rights to that. But I have to say that would be the work of J.M. Barry would be heavily influenced in at least one heritage gift, mm-hmm. and the sort of thing you might find lurking in the darkest remits, uh, the darkest limits of Celtic mythology, like an, one that turns invisible and will occasionally spit poison at you, is lurking in the other. Mm. So tiny flying, um, big walking, and. You know what? If you can think of it, you can probably have a fair, fair stab at putting it together Fantastic. and making it work. What's the timeline looking like for this? Uh, well, as I say, the 1st of February is when I would like to get it out there. So, yeah. It's very soon then. Like yeah. a week and a half. Well, I mean, I could let the grass grow under my feet or I could try and get stuff out there. Uh, as I say, I've got, I've got the layout artist. It is just paying them. So yeah, uh, as soon I'm afraid I do not yet have the, th- and that's why I was also wondering about Kickstarter versus Indiegogo. So obviously right, Kickstarter, yeah, you're going to decide. Does 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 produce the money? Um, but if all you need uh, is three hundred dollars, it might not matter all that much. Yeah, yeah, but obviously I would like to be able to pay because the rates of pay in RPGs are not great. No. So I would like to be able to pay the various people more. So I guess that will be my stretch goals, yeah. like hey. Offering more pay to the people who've helped. That's always a good yeah, thing yeah. to do, yeah. Yeah. So I'm I haven't heard you know what I actually haven't heard back from Kickstarter. Uh, it's been like several days now. Oh, I don't know what the process uh, I can't remember what the process is to set up your first Kickstarter. I can't what would you have to uh, do? You uh, you say I'd like to do a Kickstarter hmm. and then they ask you for um some credit card details and to make sure that you're who you say you are, like financially. Mm-hmm. You can't change your name once you're on there. So I am trying to move to having PJ Coffee has my nom de plume for RPG written work. Right. Yeah. What's it on there at PJ uh, Coffee at the moment, is it? Or- uh, well, I've, I've changed it to PJ Coffee, so I don't know if that's a cause of a holder for something, but I'm like, well, that's where I'd like to be. Because after you've done your first Kickstarter, you cannot change your name. Can you not? That's not a thing that I knew. Okay. It says, but well, I mean, there's, uh, I mean, I'm just starting out on this I believe thing, you, so. I believe you. I just didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, somehow I found out. I was like, okay. Yeah, I suppose yeah, from I an accountability that. type of... Yeah, because you can yeah, always... Yeah, because yeah, otherwise, you, if you un- didn't think, fulfill a Kickstarter, you could change the name on it, and they go, no, that's not bad, me. Yeah. Bad actors yeah, would doubtless yeah, abuse yeah, it yeah. and attempt to do things like that. And yeah, that makes sense. Try and divorce their history. Yeah, yeah, yeah so sense. it's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm. Well, good luck. Good luck. I can Thank wait. You. Yeah. 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 Um, as I say, that, that's the heritages. We've got the cultures and there's like a bunch of ones I've put together and uh, it's quite nicely illustrated because I found some lovely, lovely art, which I like to think hangs together quite well. The culture's good. And I've also put an extra three backgrounds in there. Mm. Because when I was like going over the adventurer's guide, I noticed that there were three stats, like which unaccountably did not have backgrounds against them. So that seemed like something that the more completest of our listeners would enjoy. Well, having. technically, every every background offers every stat because you get plus one to any of your choice. So there is there, well, is, there well, isn't any well. way you could not get a stat boost. That is one hundred percent correct, and it's one of the many good things about the design of Level Up. But, um, you know, sometimes you see... Well, yeah, it's just... Nice so what, what, are the, what are the three backgrounds? I've gone for Gravedigger, mm-hmm. uh, Clark, and Tavern Server. Okay. Cool. Uh, I like Tavern Server is very much inspired by uh, Tika Whalen, yeah. uh, or Tika Majir, Nay Whalen, mm-hmm. uh, who I, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for because it's like, I, I have a platter, draconians have faces, bong! Mm-hmm. And that's something I've been working on. Um, the Gravedigger is very much informed by my interest and love of Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. My interest and love of Gravedigging. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that for us. <laughs> uh, it's also like, you know, uh, and the various paraphernalia that they come with is reflective of what if you lived in a world where undead were a problem. Mm. And also, like, different sorts of uh, funeral rites mm. and so forth. So that, that just something to help people get their teeth into it. And the Clark is because people need stuff writing down. And also, Clarks make excellent spies. Mm. So that seemed like a, an excellent way. Like, if, you, if you've ever played a role-playing game and said, you know what makes you invisible? Walking, in, walking around a place with a high-vis jacket and a clipboard, then you may very well much enjoy the Clark background mm. as someone who is generally ignored and thus can excellent. go anywhere. Excellent. Yes. Well, I will look forward to that. So, February yeah, 1st, we can hope to see that on Kickstarter. Well, I mean, assuming that they actually get back to me, and if they don't, then I guess it will be on Indiegogo. Watch this space. Yeah. We've got the 28th of January as our next episode, so by then I will definitely how long, have How long did you say it had been? Have you got the Kickstarter actually set up? or uh, I have put everything in that is required by Kickstarter to set it up, Yeah, and then it has to be approved. And so it's like been like four or five days now. Right. So yeah. Maybe it will come back on Monday. Yeah. Maybe I think, it won't. I think you might find you might have it today. I tended to find that if I did it on a oh, Tuesday, yeah. yes. um, by the end of the day on Friday, it would come through. Was what mm-hmm. I tended to find. But I assume you've got everything up. The entire Kickstarter page is ready to go. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I don't. I don't know how much needs to go up because like does it have to be like all 100% finished or no, I, no, they just have to have an idea no. of what you're doing and check yeah, that you don't right, break, I mean, all, all they're really checking is that you're not breaking any rules they're not I, re- I they're not reviewing the quality of your page you can have a really rubbish page they good. don't care that's not their business yeah yeah okay fantastic well I but I'm sure I you haven't got have a page I'm sure you've got an excellent fantastic page it, it's not bad <laughs> I mean it's not it's not it's not really it's not ready. I was I was hoping to get the I was hoping to do a bit more work on it and get the uh, Kickstarter and hope to, to be able to announce 
the link today, but I guess that's not happening. Mm. Have you got a video on it? No, no. I should probably do one, but I don't... Yeah, I suppose I could just rave at people for a couple of minutes about it. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. I should do that. Yeah. No. All right, and I think we may have finished the news now. Yes? Can I help you? Back in. I beg your pardon? Back in. I'm sorry, but I've no idea what you're trying to say. Are you selling chimney brushes? Because I really have no need of any. No. Back in. Shire. Look, you're going to have to enunciate. Speak clearly. What is it you want? Fine, fine. Baggins Shire. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Now, Baggins, you say. Shire. That's not even a sentence. What about it? You need to put a verb in there somewhere. I mean, come on. A little effort will go a long way to making you understood. I am searching for a Mr. Baggins in the vicinity of the Shire. Well, that wasn't so hard, was it? So, did you just knock on my door to tell me that? No, Clearly, I was hoping you would tell me where to find him. I felt that was implied. Why, you can't just go around knocking on doors and implying things at people. Why didn't you just say so, instead of the creepy voice in the one-word sentence? I was attempting to intimidate you. What, by dressing up in a silly Halloween costume and whispering, Baggins? Yes. Um, I mean, yes. Well, it didn't exactly work for you, did it? Look, I am the Witch King of Angmar, one of the nine bearers of the rings meant for mortal men. I am a feared Nazgul, a ringwraith, a servant of the Dark Lord Sauron. I am a very scary person, uh, wraith. If you say so. I mean, you're the eighth today. I, I swear, if just one more malevolent monstrosity knocks on my door today... I'll simply explode. What do you mean, the eight? Well, I've had a Lord Vader looking for a young Skywalker, a Mr. Voldemort seeking a potter, a wolf going on about some girl in a red hood, big purple chap called Thanos looking for some kind of infinite stone, and a Dracula just looking for blood. All I want is to sit in my favourite chair and smoke my pipe, but every five minutes, some arch-villain is banging at my door looking for something or other. Are you going to help me or not? Say please. What? I mean, you could have just asked nicely. It's not too much to ask, is it? Look, I am in a bit of a hurry. It's only your own time you're wasting. Manners don't cost you anything. The Nazgul are not known for their pleasantries. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting that. Frankly, I think you have a major PR problem. Never mind the PR problem. Look, will you please tell me where Baggins is? Nope, never heard of him. Sorry. Hey, so Peter, I was uh, I was walking down the road the other day and uh, I saw this bunch of really cool, good-looking people. Cool? Good lucky. That could only be our patrons. Yep. Man, I have never seen such a well-informed, debonair bunch in all my life. Yeah, right. You know, why is that? I don't know. You tell me. Well, if I was forced to speculate, I guess it's because they listen to our top-secret, super-exclusive bonus episode every week. Bonus episode? What? Yeah. Each week, our patrons get an extra half hour or even more of extra content that nobody else gets to hear. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Where can they find this? Oh, it's pretty simple. You just head over to patreon.com slash morris 
and pledge a monthly donation. Anything from a dollar to whatever you think we're worth. Ha, huh, I did a, uh, a scientific calculation once, just to see how much we're worth. Oh, yeah, how much? Uh, you probably don't want to know. Probably for the best. Anyway, if you, if you enjoy our podcast, please head on over to patreon.com slash morris and, you know, just pledge a little. That's patreon.com slash morris. And thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this without you. I reckon we could. Shh. Right. How how we can do this? Should we do Mordenkainen now? Yes, that's Okay then. So, first of all, Mordenkainen mm-hmm. presents Monsters of the Multiverse. Comes out yeah. next week. Okay. Super imminent. Comes out next week. There are alternate game store covers for each of the three books in the gift set. So that's um, nice. Sunfell's Guide, Tasha's Cauldron, and Monsters of the Multiverse. Have you seen yeah. those? I have seen the Mordenkainen's Multiverse cover. Which has the Kirin and the Astral Dreadnought. That was so cool. No, no, the alternate ones. The alternate covers. Oh. For, oh so they do those, you know, they right. do those hobby store exclusive alternate covers. Okay, yeah. So here you go. Uh, so these are white books, and oh, each of which has a single picture in a circle in the center oh. of it. So it's kind of quite a minimalist design. Yes, yes. It's sort of got this gold ring. Yeah. And this is art from Joy Ang. Yes, yes. Um. Uh, the Kirin is lovely in that sort it's of It's quite like, stylized, isn't it? Yes, which I which I'm appreciating. I'm liking the way it's sort of flowing with like long limbs and flowing mm. hair. It's uh, got a lot of um yeah, it yeah. sort of reminds me of pictures of bamboo. Yeah. I'm finding Kasha, the art's quite cartoony, comic booky, I think. Yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling a love for the Xanathar. Hmm. Yeah, it's a very cartoony looking book beholder, isn't it? It, it it is. It's like it's not got. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it's the same style as the others. Does that yeah. make sense? It's yeah. Like it just. It's slightly more cartoony looking. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So there's alternate covers. You can only get those mm. if you go to um, a hobby store to get it. Right. Uh, yes. And they're the hobby store exclusive ones. I, you know, I'm not going to buy the gift set anyway because I've got two of the books. Mm-hmm. and yes. I might pick up the third one when it comes out separately, which has mm-hmm. been confirmed as being May the 17th, by the way. Oh, So you I can see. buy uh, Morning Kindle Presents Monsters of the Multiverse separately on May the 17th in hardcover form or in digital form on D&D Beyond or Fantasy Grounds or wherever you buy mm-hmm. those. So that was, so I might I might get that then, maybe, but definitely not buying the gift set, not for me. No, no. Um, I'm yeah. I'm not 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 hugely invested in those. Uh, I mean, but yeah, I'm sure they would make a perfectly lovely gift for someone who didn't have them. Yeah, but why would you buy them? Well, I, I mean, maybe if someone's just like on D and D Beyond, and you want to help them branch out into Dread Dead Tree format. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. So it's been it's, it's been interesting, like because there's going to be changes to races and to classes in that book. Yeah, uh, not classes. What am I talking? Monsters in that book. Yeah. There's been an interesting debate about D&D Beyond and how they're going to implement this. Because yes. um, are they going to update all of the monsters and the races on D&D Beyond? Yes. To the new stats? Uh-huh. But that obviously will annoy the people that want to keep the old ones and who didn't yes. want to buy, who haven't bought this book and don't want it. Are yes. they going to present them as separate entries so you can have like the original halfling or the new halfling? 
Well, I mean, what we basically got to break it down into is cases, which is if you've got more than Kynons, you're going to have, and you want access to new content, I imagine you will be sorted. If you don't want more than Kynons, then you won't get access to new content, so it shouldn't be a problem. Mm. So it's more the people who want more than Kynons, but they don't yeah. want the new content. They got the that that's the that's the people yeah. who are caught in the middle. So they did mm. sort of sort of answer. So for quite mm. a long time they weren't answering, and there was like this deafening silence, and people were getting mm. quite agitated about it. It was like you know why won't you know it's available for pre order on D and D Beyond now. When, but, when we say quite a long time, are we talking like about a week? Yeah, but in internet terms, okay, it's quite, it's quite a long time to be asking. Internet- right, it's quite a long yeah. time to be asking a company about a thing that they are selling you right now. True. What true. exactly are you selling us? Good point. It's well there made. for pre-order. Right you do not offer refunds. D&D Beyond does not offer refunds. That is true. So, yes. can you tell us exactly what it is you're selling? Mm. Yes. And for about a week, they were unable to answer. Mm. Now, they sort of said, and they put this on their Discord server, they didn't put it any more public than this, but they said, we will be following mm. instruction from Wizards of the Coast on how to handle content. I am assured that they will make an announcement on that, then we'll take their lead on how to handle it. So basically, it's because Wizards presumably hadn't at that point told them what they wanted them to do. Yeah, because that's not actually answering the question, I noticed. Yeah, yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it seems odd that they're actually selling the thing when they don't actually know that information. That's that's the thing that I find slightly weird. They're selling the thing, uh, but they don't actually know exactly what they're selling yet. Yes, yeah, we're, we're selling you an idea. Enjoy! I mean, it'll be more than and it'll be many things, but what yeah. exactly it is. Yeah. So, yeah, that, fi- okay, finally, that is yeah. definitely weird. Finally, we've got an announcement. So, during a live stream, yes. they mentioned that the Monsters of the Multiverse content will not yes. replace or overwrite any existing content that you've got. Nice. So they have said, although they said it won't be overwritten, they are currently unable to show any details on how the mm-hmm. new um, content will be implemented, whether that's okay. going to be like duplicate entries or whether that's mm. going to be some kind of toggle so you can switch between the two or, you know, there's, you know, they, yeah. they, they literally can't. I mean, are the, changes, are the changes that big? Cause yeah, I, well, I'm going to show you in a minute. I'm going to show you because there was do. a big old leak on every single change to races. Coming up soon on Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. But first, you must listen to these messages from our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so um, D&D Beyond has said that Wizards of the Coast has asked them to take charge of communicating this all to users. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yes, but... Um, I I don't know. Maybe this is the sort of conversation that should have been had before it went on sale. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it just looks a bit weird. I mean, it's and also the responses have been really weirdly communicated. Like it's on a Discord channel, it's on a Twitch stream. It's like I don't know how you find it yeah, except exactly. by a rumor. Yeah, exactly. And now through Morris's official tabletop RPG talk. You are also in the know. <laughs> but there's a, there's a lot of that these days. I mean, yeah, a lot yeah. of information dissemination goes out in in ways that Twitch aren't streams. necessarily immediately accessible to people. Well, that's I mean, and it's pretty common these days. Not just not just with games weird. as well, with like movies yeah. and without everything, all sorts mm. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I 
I think yes, what they rely on is the fact the third parties will take that and write articles about it. Right. Which obviously right. is literally exactly what happened here. Yeah, I've written an article yeah. about it because I know that a lot of people won't watch that, stri- that Twitch stream just to get that bit of information. Yeah, no, that seems fair. That's, but also kind of, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, do you not want people to know? <laughs> well, yeah, well, here we go. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so the standalone release, release um, will yes. be May the 17th, 4995. Yeah. But the gift set, which has all three books, coming yeah. out on Tuesday, January the 25th. Right, right. Yeah. So. This and, is, none, and none of these books we should point out actually come with a PDF. No, no, Wizards of the Coast no. doesn't do that. No, no, and also you'd have to buy it separately on D and D Beyond if you wanted to enjoy it there. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, I don't. That doesn't bother me so much. I think people should just buy it once in the format that's most convenient for them. Mm. This is kind of my feeling on that. One hundred percent. If you're going um, to buy it in more than one format, then especially from different companies, that just does that does make it more difficult. They, they are they are different companies. I I mean I personally prefer the idea that I could like buy a book, ask publishers nicely, and they could send me a PDF, and then the publisher could also have some sort of SRD online. Yeah, well, there's yeah. a D and D Beyond's basic SRD is free to use, isn't it? Yes, yes. Speaking of SRDs online, how's the Advanced First Edition SRD coming along? Uh, so all of the data is in now. Nice. I finished all of the data. The exploration challenges I finished like last week. Lovely. So basically, it's just some coding stuff to do mm. to get all that data displaying nicely. And mm. I'm halfway through applying the errata that's got that's, mm. that's already gone into the hardcover books and the PDFs, yeah. but no. not the tools yet. So I'm mm. about halfway through that, and I'm working through that. That is taking a while, but so I'm doing that. Yeah, I can imagine. But yeah, so it's it's almost there. So you know, a few coding changes to get the, the stuff displaying nicely, and 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 the errata to finish, and then that it'll be done. Amazing. Then it'll be done. Although by that's then I'll have to add, start adding new stuff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've got new stuff yeah. coming out. Um, yeah, but let's, let's just finish Modern Kind and okay. then we can, let's finish yeah, Modern yeah. So, because I've okay. just put a link to you there so you can see all the, oh, yeah, the so. big old list of race changes. Oh, Every yeah. single race that's been changed and what those changes are. It's a long list, it's a big topic. Uh, compilation. Oh, okay, so goodness, like an FAQ. Mm. <laughs> Fixed misspelling of Genasi. <laughs> Well, that's the, that's the person who posted oh. this fixed his misspelling of Genasi, not, oh. not Wizards of the Coast fixed it. I was going to say. So, universal changes. So, oh, the okay. sub-race mechanic's gone. Yes. For, uh, previous sub-races are in their own block or have oh. been combined into a single race with customizable traits. Oh, nice, yes. Uh, languages. Uh, yep. No languages, no longer determined mm. by racial traits. We already mm-hmm. knew this. Uh, yeah. You get two languages of your choice at character creation and mm. some others maybe from background or class features. Yeah. Uh, speed, everything now has 30 mm. feet. Interesting. And also any special speeds are also equal to your walking speed, which is 30 feet. So whatever your right. size is 30 feet, yes. including small creatures. And also yeah. if you've got flying or climbing or swimming, that's all 30 feet too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, size, certain races now have the option of being medium or small sized. Cool, what do you do? Innate spell casting. Yeah. Any trait that lets you cast a spell now allows you to mm. cast that spell using any spell slots you have. Mm-hmm. And you also get to use which is your, uh, 
uh, ability score. Intelligence, wisdom, or charisma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of your mental stats, as yeah. they're called. Yeah. Uh, short rest recharges are now mm-hmm. a number of yeah. times equal to your proficiency bonus per long rest. Oh. Which I actually quite like that little thing. Uh, so no, I think that's quite a nice mm. change. Interesting. Uh, natural weapons have gone from 1d4 to 1d6 plus strength. Yeah. Yeah. And the term natural weapon is gone. The wording is now unarmed strikes. So right. you can use claws to make an unarmed strike, for example. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look. We've got condition resistances. Um, if you had advantage on... Uh, certain conditions they now specify that you get advantage on avoiding or ending the condition on herself that's just a tiny little change mm-hmm. um, magical resistance only applies to spells mm-hmm. not other magical effects right traits that use your level in a formula for damage or healing now use some other proficiency bonus based value yeah yeah Okay. Traits like friend of the sea that allow you to communicate with animals now specify the creature types you can communicate with. I didn't realize they didn't in the first place, but okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just that you speak to sea creatures. So I suppose technically you can now specify beasts, monstrosities, aberrations. Right, I see. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. finally, um, races that had the ability to cast spells that weren't in the player's handbook have had yeah. those spells replaced. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're only talking water genasi or genasi, whoever you pronounce it, and triton in this case. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's that's the overall changes. But then there's mm. a list of every single monster and every single check, cha- every single race, and every single change. Yeah. And that is a big, 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 big long list. Oh yes, I think probably the most interesting one is trance. Well, that's the first one, but I think it's quite interesting that trance now. Um, Grants immunity to magical slumber rather than it being tied to with fey ancestries. That that feels like an interesting uh, moving stuff. Oh yes, ha! And Arakokra have been upgraded slightly mm. and downgraded slightly. Oh, and Mister Angliv. Oh, okay. And they've been well, given Arakokra new power. Can, can now cast Gust of Wind. Yeah, interesting. Okay, that's. So I'm just going like, through this. I'm just going to call out the ones that are new then, because there's a lot of things yeah. like the size can now be medium or small, or the, yeah, yeah. the speed has changed and so on. And you know, people can look at the, uh, people can look at the list to see that stuff. And there's a lot of yeah. it. But so we've yeah. got Arakwaka can now cast gust of wind. Yes. Um, what else is new? Fey ancestry. Um, yeah, Bugbear now has Fey ancestry. Oh, okay, right. Uh, what else is brand new? Gift of the Swerf Neblin. An innate spellcasting trait, disguised self, mm. and non-detection. Yeah. yeah. God, there's so much stuff here. Uh, yeah. Janassi Air has dark vision, as does Earth. As does Fire. Yeah. yeah, they all have dark vision, out to 60 feet. Okay. So I haven't messed with fairies, who are brand new, but like some of the older ones, like Player's Handbook stuff, Elemental Evil Player's Companion. Well, like I think what you're saying, the older it is, the more it's probably been tweaked. I mm-hmm. guess. So the Githyanki have a new astral knowledge ability and a psychic resistance mm. uh, we have fey ancestry for the goblins interesting yes that's new I think that's like tying in goblinoids into the fey realm mm. okay that seems reasonable because yeah, they did that for bugbears as yeah. well hobgoblins I think too. hobgoblins yeah hobgoblins yeah, yeah. and hobgoblins also have a fey gift which lets them use help as a bonus mm. action oh wow that's quite that's big yeah. Uh, um, advantage on letting your people have attacks is 
Wow, that's uh, spicy. Yep. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, got this of Kobold Legacy. So kobolds can choose one uh, of craftiness, defiance, or draconic sorcery. I, I, I mean, uh, kobolds definitely talk about, but with that, with the fake gift for the hobgoblins, mm. it's a help as a bonus action, and also, starting at third level, it's allowing the people to gain help and temporary hit points equal to 1d6 plus your proficiency bonus, mm. uh, and bonus walking speed, or, uh, yeah, like a, a little complication to give creatures disadvantage. Yeah. Uh, that, that, so it's like it's help plus. That is interesting. Mm. That is quite, quite, that is a big change for hobgoblins. Yeah. Anyway, and kobolds. Yeah. I've seen a bit about this. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the removing sunlight sensitivity and pack tactics. So sunlight sensitivity has gone from everything. Nothing has sunlight right. sensitivity anymore. Oh, even, even the interesting. drought. You know, and even underground races no longer have that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, superior dark vision and sunlight sensitivity should always have been paired, but very rarely were. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's very interesting. So, what else is there brand new? So. Uh, Minotaur now has Labyrinthine Recall or Minotaur as Americans say it Minotaur 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 uh, uh, Minotaur has Labyrinthine Recall you always know which way is north and you have advantage on survival checks okay so that's different from Maze Walker mm-hmm. the and Orc have imposing prison yeah the Orc has Relentless Endurance yeah good yeah. Well, that's something that the half orcs had. That's the one where if you got taken down to zero hit points, you actually no, no. I I, I I bet you in the 2024 anniversary edition 5.5e60, oh, yeah. whatever the hell they decide to call it. I can't. I can't believe it's not six edition. Yeah. yeah. I bet you the half orc goes away and is replaced by the orc in the player's handbook. I bet you. Oh, oh, that could be very controversial. I think it will. What about the half elf? And that will go away too. I think. Really? Yeah. Oh. But what about Tainus? Yeah. <laughs> Tainus. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of half-elves kicking around in the uh, previous D&D stuff, mm. so... Oh, well, but, I'm okay. wrong. I'm okay. Wrong. I'm wrong. No, we don't. We don't. Uh, okay. What else is brand new? No. So there's an awful, an awful lot of other, you know, changes. Like, yeah. there's like tons of them. But they're the, they're, the, the, they're the brand new abilities that they've got. Yeah. So, okay. Is there anything else there that jumps out at you? Yeah, I, I suppose probably I'm still coming to terms with the essentially removing short rest abilities. Yeah, replacing them yeah. with proficiency bonus mm, per mm. long rest. I quite like that. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, mm, mm. I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to cogitate upon that. Mm. I, I've really enjoyed the short rest mechanic. Yeah. Um, I found it to be a really fun one. But I guess they it's just too tricky for them. So... Hmm. But, yeah, um, proficiency bonus. Yeah. Goodness. So this was, right. this was, by the way, compiled by King Jackal. Yes, thank you very much, King Jackal. This is some yeah. very interesting, valuable and work. And that was taken from yeah. that same video yeah. uh, where we, you know, we listed the 33 races in the book last week. Yeah, and yeah. the full list of monsters. We didn't list it, but we've got a full list of monsters, and you can click mm, through to mm. the link to that. Um, these are all from one video, which was revealed by Nerd Immersion on YouTube, where mm. he got hold of a leak mm. and a load of blurry images of the book, 
<laughs> and so people have been scouring that video. So yeah, all these different lists are all coming from that same source. Now, apparently, right. Wizard of the Coast is uh, doesn't know where what the source of that or. Uh, last, last I heard, doesn't know what the source of that leak is and is investigating and isn't too happy about it from what I hear. Well, I mean, with all these major changes being leaked without them, I imagine some of these are quite controversial. Mm. Mm. Uh, one other thing I've noticed is that anything with a natural weapon, mm. previously a lot of these have been D4 plus strength, but now they've all been upgraded to a minimum D6 plus Almost strength. Almost like I said that earlier. Oh, I'm sorry. I completely must have been <laughs> like... Gazing in shock and awe at all these changes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I would suggest that people click through. We put the link in the show notes for the full Ooh. list because we, you know, there's too, there's far too much to read. And we've like done like, we've mentioned like 5% of it there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mentioned the stuff that was specifically new abilities, but there's so much changed. Yes. Yes. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Did we actually list all 33 races last week or not? We did. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I won't do that again. I won't do that again now then. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. One last thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. The Dolphin Delighter. The Dolphin Delighter. Do you remember when we did the monster list? Like, there was one thing. What, what, sort, what, sort, what sort of information are you about to <laughs> I know. I, I know. I'm, I'm wondering. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it is some kind of dolphin pleasure. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it is a really odd name. I agree. It's a really weird name. So the Dolphin yeah. Pleasurer. I mean, no, the Dolphin Delighter. I actually, that wasn't deliberate. The Dolphin Delighter. Right, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so is, is the monster that we couldn't read in the, con- speed, right. in the contents page. Sorry. Oh, it was okay, one. right. Uh, so it turns out it's called the Dolphin Delighter. It's a fey dolphin. Mm. Right. Um, so it is uh, like a fey aquatic creature, a telepathic, teleporting fey dolphin. The Dolphin Delighter in um, Monsters of the Multiverse. Wow. And it's uh, and it's variant, the Dolphin Flesh Rider. <laughs> dolphin Delighter, what a name. That is just such an odd name. So that is Monsters of the Multiverse. That is coming out next week, and that is what we know about it. Exciting stuff. Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash Morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. Uh, Oh, we should probably get around to watching it sometime. Maybe we could, like, watch alternate episodes or something. Do you want to do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> it might be really good. It might. I, I'm, I'm sure it's very, very proper. I'm sure it's an Tell you what. thing to watch. Tell you what. Mm. Yeah. Let's watch the first one. And we'll do, and we'll decide whether we want to then cover it or not. Yeah, but where do we start from? Do you know what I mean? Well, just start from the first one, I don't know. I'm sure well, it will like tell us. Where they do it. it will tell us everything we need to, if it's a well-made show. Like if it was, if it was made in Pathfinder. What do you mean? 
Well, like that's the first couple of episodes. We've made them no, popular. the TV, the Amazon show next week. Oh, that one. Yeah, no, yeah, I no, that not one. actual Critical Role. God, this oh, no right. Critical Role is like four that's hours long each, and there's like years of them. <laughs> I know. That's no. what I'm talking about. Oh.